This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday the 17th of November. In your Sport Today, the Socceroos World Cup hopes take a hit. Nick Kyrgios clarifies his Australian Open comments. It's fight night in Sydney and the growing sport you may have never heard of. This is your Sport Today. We start with football because Australia's hopes of qualifying for next year's World Cup in Qatar have suffered a bit of a setback. They drew one all this morning with China. Yeah, I got up nice and early for this one, hoping for some goals, and things really did look good when Mitch Duke headed home from close range to make it 1-0 late in the first half. But Fez, the Socceroos just couldn't score again, and instead, China equalised with about 20 minutes to go after they were awarded a penalty by the VAR for a handball in the box. Now, the result means the Socceroos are now in third spot in Group B after Japan scored late to beat Amman 1-0, while Saudi Arabia stays top after their 1-0 win over Vietnam. It means the Socceroos can't afford to drop any more points if they want to qualify. So basically just win their four remaining games and they're in. So that's the Asia group. What's happening in Europe, Gabs? Yeah, so unlike qualifying in Asia, things are pretty much done in Europe with only a few games of this round's qualifying still to be played this morning. Now, the way it works in Europe is there are 10 groups and the teams have been playing each other throughout the year and the top teams automatically qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Big countries, France, Spain, England, Belgium and Germany, they're some of the countries that have already qualified, while Portugal and reigning European champions Italy, they still have to get through another stage of qualifying after they dropped valuable points in their final games to finish second in their respective groups. Yeah, those playoff matches aren't until next year. The Socceroos also have to wait until 2022 for their next game, which is against Vietnam. We've got a couple of tennis stories now, starting with Nick Kyrgios. He said on his podcast, the Australian Open shouldn't go ahead, but only hours later he did a 180 and he said he bloody hopes it does. So Kyrgios said on his podcast, No Boundaries, that he wants the Australian Open cancelled for the safety of the people of Melbourne after the city has been in lockdown more than any other city in the world during the pandemic. He also said it was morally wrong to force players to get vaccinated. Now, this created plenty of headlines on Tuesday morning, but then in the afternoon, Kyrgios posted a series of videos on Instagram trying to clarify what he said. He said that he actually wants the Australian Open to go ahead and that it's not morally right to let unvaccinated people into Australia. He says he lives for the Australian Open. He just wants it done as safely as possible. Unvaccinated players won't be given an exemption to fly into Melbourne, so stars like men's world number one Novak Djokovic might not be coming to defend his title, but we still don't know his vaccination status. Djokovic is actually playing in the ATP finals right now. That's going on in Italy. And he was asked about the disappearance of Chinese tennis player Peng Shui. Djokovic called it shocking and he hopes that she's found. But nobody has seen Peng since she posted allegations of sexual assault by a former senior Chinese official on social media. Yeah, so this story goes back to November 2 when Peng posted a message on Chinese social media service Weibo. In it, she said that she had a relationship with former Vice Premier of China, Zhang Gaoli, seven years ago, but then three years ago, he forced her to have sex with him. Zhang is now 75, and that's 40 years older than Peng. 
The post, it was deleted within 30 minutes and she hasn't been seen since. The Women's Tennis Association has called for an investigation into Pung's accusations and WTA Chairman Steve Simon said that sources have told him that Pung is safe in Beijing and not under any threat, but nobody has actually been able to contact her directly. Yeah, Pung is a former world number one doubles player and she's won two majors in the doubles. She hasn't competed since 2020 because of COVID. The men's tour, the ATP, it's back the WTA's call for a full investigation. Daniel Ricciardo might not be the only Aussie in an F1 race soon, and that's because youngster Oscar Piastri has signed on as a reserve driver for the Alpine team next season. He has, and he's joining the Alpine team as one of the best young drivers in the world right now. He currently leads the Formula 2 championship. That's the next level down from F1. And he also won the Formula 3 championship just last year. Now, As a reserve driver, he's going to be involved in all the testing with the Alpine team. And should something happen to Alpine's F1 drivers Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon, then Piastra will be in line to step up to take their spots. All the driver seats, they've been filled for next season, with Guan Yu Zhu becoming China's first full-time F1 driver. Zhu is currently second in Formula 2 behind Piastri, and he'll join the Alfa Romeo team next year. Fez, this is pretty big because the F1 is trying to grow the sport in China and now Chinese fans are going to have a hometown hero that they can cheer on. Yeah, but there's no Chinese Grand Prix next year, so Zhu will have to wait until 2023 to race back at home. We don't know if Piastri is partial to a shoey <laughs> like Daniel Ricciardo, but they both did one after they both won at Monza this year. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who are the only drivers to win the F3 and F2 championships back-to-back as rookies? Got a clue for us, Gabs? This one's for the motorsport purists, I think. But what I will say is that both drivers are currently in the F1. Find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's talk some boxing now because Aussie star Tim Zhu returns to the ring tonight to fight Japan's Takeshi Inoue. Gabs, if I was your trainer, how long do you reckon you'd go before I'd have to throw in the towel? Well, I saw Inoue yesterday and fair to say I might have the weight advantage, but he would (laughs) eat me up in about 10 seconds. I have that towel ready, Fez. But back to the actual fight, which is for the WBO Global and Asia Pacific Super Welterweight titles. Now, the pair, they did weigh in yesterday and in typical style, they both said that they would knock their opponent out. But this is a really important fight for Zhu, who is 19-0 in the ring because another win would move him closer to a potential world title shot against WBO. Division belt holder Brian Castano. This will be his third fight this year, while Inoue hasn't fought since November 2020. The fight will be at Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney, with the undercard set to get underway around 6 pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Zoo's fight, it won't start until 10 o'clock, and you need to order it on main event if you want to watch it. The fastest growing sport in the US is not basketball, it's not football or baseball, it's pickleball. That's according to The Economist magazine, with 4.2 million Americans playing pickleball at least once a year these days. Yeah, I've been playing a version of it, but it's just me taking pickles off my burgers and not eating them, (laughs) Fez. So those of you unfamiliar with pickleball, it's basically a combination of tennis, badminton and ping pong. It's played on a badminton-sized court, has a tennis net, and it also uses oversized ping pong paddles. Then it's pretty much like tennis, but there is a zone either side of the net that's called the kitchen. Now, you're not allowed to step into the kitchen unless you're hitting the ball. Now, the sport has really taken off in the States with private clubs 
clubs replacing tennis courts with pickleball courts. There's even a league called Major League Pickleball that has been set up and schools are adding it to their PE classes. It's getting really big in Australia as well. The Pickleball Australia Association website has all the places you can play around the country. This sounds right up your alley, Fez. I think it's more suited to you, Gabs. Uh, <laughs> it was created back in 1965 and legend has it, it was named after the dog of one of the creators. The dog's name was, of course, Pickle. If that was me, it would have been Gizmo Ball. <laughs> I put a link in the show notes explaining what Pickleball is and all the rules. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And for me, at 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Australia's Ashes Squad is going to be named. So keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, just a bit before that, at 10.30am, Argentina takes on Brazil in the South American World Cup qualifying. They're the top two teams in the group right now and look like they're going to qualify. Always good to watch Lionel Messi play, isn't it? It is one of the world's biggest football rivalries, Argentina and Brazil. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who are the only drivers to win the F3 and F2 championships back-to-back as rookies? Gabs, you said they're in the F1 right now and they're doing okay. Yeah, they certainly are. And the answer would be George Russell and Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari and George Russell for Williams. All right, that's it for us today. Gabs, you're done for the week. Lucy's in the hot seat tomorrow and we'll catch you again then. Thank you.